Hello friends, I'm Doug Terrell. This is History and Comment for the last Monday in May 2022. That makes it Memorial Day. On our list of holy days, that is the meaning of holiday, only two are fully religious in nature, and three others look directly at our military. It is a pet peeve of mine that the 3 and the 4th of July have morphed into a continuous course of thank you for your service. There's a place for that. It's called Veterans Day or Armed Forces Day, but not today. Those who we take time to remember cannot hear you on Memorial Day. The exact origins of our modern celebrations are questionable. All that we know for certain is the first time citizens set aside a day to decorate veterans' graves started late in the Civil War or shortly thereafter. The Civil War was an interesting time in our country's history. We were just over a lifetime removed from the Revolutionary War. As Lincoln stated, fourscore and seven years ago, 87 years. Some Civil War soldiers' grandfathers fought in that war. There was a lot of romance and chivalry that drove the population of young men to volunteer for the cause, and a good number to be drafted, and in like modern times, that met with resistance. It is nearly impossible for us living today to comprehend the bloodletting that was the American Civil War. The numbers are staggering when you consider the number versus the population at the time. Then add the layer that the effects were greater in the South. Nine men out of every 100 in the total population, men, women, and children, served in the military during the Civil War. Then consider that fighting-age men are only 30 to 40 percent of the population. Of those nine, two died. Many of the other seven suffered long-term effects. Every family had been touched by the war. Other wars have had similar effects, but they pale in comparison on an order of three or four times less. Even when you look at the numbers for World War II, which are staggering, they are pale. D-Day, the Great Beach Invasion, we lost 4,400 men. Gettysburg was 7,000. It's no wonder that citizens in more than one location decided to decorate the grave of family and friends who had died. To quote Lincoln, it was fitting and proper. It remains strange that despite the carnage, both the Civil War and World War II had a high rate of volunteerism. I visited the grave of my second great-grandfather earlier this week, the only verified Civil War veteran in my direct lineage. I've looked up his story. He volunteered underage in the closing months of the war and served in one of the last regiments mustered from Indiana. There was a sense of duty and a desire to get into the fray, despite the obvious horrors. That spirit we have totally lost in our country. Retired Colonel Allen West recently gave a notable speech to Wingman Ministries where he used the scene from Saving Private Ryan, where the young Ryan is told to earn the price that was paid to save him. With this theme, he called to his listeners to look within themselves to earn the price that has been paid for this country. It's worth a listen. Benjamin Franklin remarked that America was given a republic, the most free and open government that had ever been created, provided they could keep it. It would take folks with the fortitude of the Minutemen on Lexington Green who were willing to face the great military of the world with squirrel guns and manage to win. That courage is rare in our society today. The news this morning is still full of stories out of Uvalde, Texas. The feds are now going to investigate the local police for dereliction of duty. That will certainly result in more calls for federal authority. While the sound bites coming from the president's visit yesterday are calls for more federal help and the president's promise to do so. 
Rest assured, his remarks were longer and less powerful than the Gettysburg Address. Another powerful story that crossed my feed that is quite worth a pause. It also reflected on Uvalde, though not directly. It talked about how the writer often carried a concealed gun, and the thought that he preferred to carry in the chance it might be needed rather than die in a sniveling heap begging for his life. That, folks, is powerful. But instead, we have groups essentially wanting to be the sniveling heap, hoping and praying the feds show up in time. They won't. They cannot. Those folks would not volunteer for the Civil War, nor stand on Lexington Green. They will not be able to keep that republic the Founding Fathers crafted. Courage is becoming an endangered commodity in our society. Even the image of John Wayne is fading. His quote, whether real or not, that courage is being scared to death and saddling up anyway is notable. Of course, Wayne was six foot four and standing in front of a camera. But Desmond Doss was neither. He is worth a bit of time, the real-life story behind the movie Hacksaw Ridge. These types need to be canonized in society more than the sniveling athletes or some person having a sexual fantasy. The biggest difference is the former gave themselves for others and the greater good. The latter, mostly selfish desire. That's a major difference. Theodore Roosevelt is quoted, It is not the critic who counts not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or whether the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust, sweat, and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again, because there is no effort without error and shortcoming, but who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasms, the greatest devotion, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. That's History and Comment for Memorial Day 2022. I'm Doug Terrell. Now go and do something worth remembering.